Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 72, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, we head on over for a Kickstarter corner, and finally draft our top games that we didn't really like at first, but we grew to love. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm ba 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 I'm sorry. Wow, he is very excited yeah. to be back. Yeah, I know. I'm Chad. <laughs> nah, I'm Richie. You guys, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, um, I lost a bet with my son, and uh, I promise I'll never gamble on the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> what was the bet? I want to know what the bet was. Some was. stupid game, and I don't even remember what I bet him, uh, but he bet me that I would have to say that, and I lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> I think you should keep making these bets. Do some more bets with that. <laughs> I apologize. All right. Chad, you're all vaccinated up. Yeah, I got both of them. Wow. I uh, I can still feel my face. Exciting. Yeah, yeah that's good. You're, you're, you're not like uh, you know lying in a ditch dead from a vaccine nope. or anything. No, yeah. no third arm or anything. That's, yeah, so that's all good. That's, that's great to hear. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it's it's good to see your face. Thank you. It's yeah. nice to be face to face again with you fellas. All right. Well, it's like, hey, it's a new year. Things are going to get better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm all ready to play some board games. That's right. Well, yes. and like I said, I I will tell you so. I did play some board games, and, and the, I'll tell you the game. If you don't mind, I'll tell you the game that I lost to Finn. I would love to hear this yeah. game that In you fact, lost to Finn. We played three of these games, uh, almost back to back to back, and uh, I finally won one, and that's when I, I gave in. But he was he was really beating me uh, because it, this game is a deck builder because that, he tends to like deck builders, and it's a, a two-player head-to-head game called uh, For Glory. And actually... Um, one of our local game designers, Alex Wolf, uh, at Spielcraft Games, he uh, designed this game, mm-hmm. and uh, we had—I I really like this game. It's—it's it's hard to to describe the amalgamation of mechanisms that are in there, but of course, there's deck building, right? And it it feels like a few games together, mashed together. So you have Dominion because you have cards that you're buying for your deck, right? And then you have these arenas that you're battling for in the center with your gladiators because you want glory, just like the title says. The first to have these six little crystals of glory wins the game. And so you're battling over an arena. So that almost feels like kind of a combination of of Battle Line by Reiner Knizia or maybe even, you know, Magic because there's that head-to-head element. But then also it feels like Baseball Highlights 2045. Five, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It feels like that because you are watching each other build your deck and kind of trying to tactically fight against what the other person is doing. So basically the way it works is you have two phases. You have the machinations or the machinations phase, and then you have the arena phase where you're battling, right, for the glory. And the card rows that you can get stuff from in the machinations phase, because that's really what you're doing. You're building up your deck. So there are three different card rows. You have the sort of the patron deck, and those are patrons that give you special abilities, but they also just have little symbols on them because some of the fighters that you're going to get in your deck require you to have a certain number of symbols or patrons that let them be fighters in the arena that help support them, basically. And sometimes they'll have an ability or sometimes they won't, but you're buying from from uh, from that deck. You're buying those patrons. And I should say your your base deck that you have has... 
a couple of cheap fighters and uh, maybe one cheap patron. And uh, then it has some money cards. But, and I got the deluxe version, you have these deluxe coins. Oh my God, these are the best. Seriously, I'm not joking here. These are the best coins. Like I bought coins from one of those uh, Kickstarter companies that's out there. And I like mm -hmm. these coins, but these look like real Roman coins, real Sesteri. Like they're scratched on one side and they're, it, these are, and the weight is great. So anyway, you can spend coin from your hand, like metal coins and combination of, of coin cards too, to get these. So then you have uh, another deck and that's your fighters. So you can buy uh, from that deck. And then you have your tactics cards. And your tactics cards are cards that you're going to play in that arena phase, basically. So if I get a handout uh, during the machinations phase, I may play um, a, a patron down to the side so that he's ready to go. I can put a fighter out in the arena to get ready to fight in the arena, but it's not the you know fighting yet. And then if I get a tactic card, I can set it to the side. And then those tactic cards are to be bought later in the arena phase. So I have to pay for them again, but those do special things. And uh, so you kind of continue to do that until a certain amount of fighters have been amassed in the, in the different arenas. And then that starts the arena phase and you kind of fight back and forth. The cards have attack. The cards have basically some hit points on them. You also have those tactics that can flip stuff back and forth. You have the patrons that have certain abilities, you know, there's certain amounts of aha, you know, but I, I really, I actually really enjoyed this game because there's there's different ways to go with it. You know, um, at first I thought, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get these fighters out and I'm going to fight fast in the arena and really go after Finn that way. Well, he got one fighter that one of their special abilities was to take out my patron. Well, once my patron was wiped out, I couldn't have as many fighters in the arena. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, they're just... They're just simple uh, strategies and, and different things you can do. And once you, you start to see those, there's a lot of tit-for-tat tactics. So if you like these type of uh, tactical games, it's actually really fun. It, if you like Dominion, it does feel like you, you want to build your deck in a certain way. There are ways to cull your cards, too. So if you choose, there's another card where you can cull your deck out um, and that makes you flip through things faster. Because if you win an arena, you get a boast card, and that goes in your deck. So it clogs up your deck. You get the ability of the arena that you just won, but now it clogs up your deck. So a coal card can help take that boast card out, or you can just thin your deck out so much that every round you're drawing what you need to, to draw, too, of course. You know, th there's that common thing. Or you can get two coins out of it, which if you really like those coins, that can be valuable. <laughs> so nice. I, I really enjoyed it. I, th I think it's a really nice, smooth design. The The rule book ended up being pretty, pretty good, too, I thought. He's coming out, I think, with a solo variant for it, but... You know, I, I really enjoyed it. If you like deck building, you like that sort of head-to-head, -head, um, These the, the games can go relatively quick. I'd say 45 to 60 minutes, depending on what kind of strategies you're pushing. Okay, yeah. I, I know I, I actually got to play this uh, back when he was still testing it, uh, you know, when it was still in a prototype form. And I, I'm not sure it's, it's not exactly my cup of tea for deck building and kind of like just the, the combat, at least... At least it wasn't two years ago. Whenever I played it, who knows? Maybe <laughs> who knows now. now? Right on my alley. But um, but I definitely saw it was it was a very interesting game, and I liked how he did work that deck building and that combat together. And um, yeah, so uh, well, that's awesome. And and it sounds like the production is just uh, out oh, of sight. It's beautiful, right? So they they have these gladiator helmets, and that's 
that's called the people's favor. And so basically, you don't have to uh, you don't have to start an arena's fight if you don't have the people's favor. The person who has that has to start. And so it has some sort of there's some gameplay element with that and, and some gamesmanship with you know kind of playing with who has that and when and and then you have these little swords to show if you have the if you've won an arena and have that particular ability that that arena grants you too so nice i almost put my eye out once but <clears throat> they're really nice they're really nice and this is i mean this is available right now miniature market cool stuff uh, uh I, it should be i know we got it from our local board game cafe um okay. at, at spielbound and so i know that they're they're carrying and i i, I kind of think spielbound ships too because i know a friend in kansas city got it too so if nothing else but i mean check check your local um Check your local uh, board game store or uh, check Spielcraft Games. Well, um, Richie will put all these links in the, uh, the, sure, the yeah. show notes, Yeah, I'll right? do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. But, uh, but that was one that I, that I, I really enjoyed. And, and it's a good family game because that's, uh, that's what I've been playing a lot of. So if you don't mind head-to-head, I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. Head-to-head Dominion with some tactics and aggression there. All right. And Very Finn's nice. been beating you pretty good at it. Uh, he did. I was really, I was frustrated. By the third play, I was like, no, sit your butt down. We are playing one more time. If I'm going to have to say my name is Bababoodabim. <laughs> so, but one nicer game that we played, I played it two-player, and I played it at solo, and I think I actually prefer it solo, is... Calico by Kevin Roos and AEG. Ooh, this is getting a lot of hype. A lot, yeah. a lot of buzz on it this one. It is really a lot of hype, right? Well, so this game is a uh, tile layer, and you're trying to lay uh, like patches. He- hexagonal? I think it's hexagonal. Uh, hexagonal patches. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a blanket. And you... Uh, the patches have about five or six different colors and five or six different patterns, all in different combinations. And so what you're doing is every round you're drafting these tiles and putting them out on your blanket, and you're trying to do a couple things. If you can make uh, a grouping of a color, then you're going to get special buttons on your blanket. If you're grouping a certain pattern, then based on how the game is laid out, because there's a lot of variability, uh, you will attract certain cats to your quilt, okay? Okay. And basically, you are just trying to go back and forth and, and, and put those around. Now, the other thing is you have about six or seven random objective tiles. And so at the beginning of the game, you're shuffling those face down, and then you flip them up and put them on your quilt. Like around this hexagon, you want to have two of the same color, but then three of a different color or pattern. It could be pattern or color. So in other words, if, if it was like the one that I just mentioned, if you had had... Uh, three of one color and uh, two of another color, you would complete that for a certain number of points. But you could also do both of those. In other words, patches that are three of one color and one shape and two of another color and one shape. So if you, you, you could get a lot of points if you could do both with the same thing. Um, there aren't really very many ways to mess with each other in it. You know, I mean, you're just drafting a tile, and there is so much to think about, I think, with all these options that it's going to be really hard, especially in a four-player game, to, you know, try to take something that somebody else is working on, kind of, and see that on their board. But the solo game, I'm 
god awful at it but it's really interesting because they have a lot of really great challenges in the in the back of the booklet in the back of the manual and so it's like try this setup and then try to get this many points this kind of cats or try to get this button and this you know so there's some very specific things to work toward and it's one of those that you, i don't know you can just you can do it really easily you can just sit down with the you know the tiles and I, I did it while we were watching mystery science theater 3000 it was perfect it's it's that you know it's definitely thinky but it's it's a kind of game where you can sit and do that. So comp like compared to like Patchwork or Azul, I mean, uh, similar, le uh, I mean, I would lighter? I would say it has that sort of Azul element with trying to find out, okay, I got to organize this because I got to make sure that I, I save this spot for this tile and take this many of this. But there's less, even in a two-player game, I just don't... And again, I'm not that good yet, and I haven't had that many plays, but it doesn't feel like you can mess with each other as much as the base Azul one lets you do, you know, like in a two-player where you're like, ha, 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 you had to take all those mm -hmm. those tiles. That's that's not this game. It's sort of like, you know, who, who did it best? And really what it's about, I think, I find the people that can do three or four different things at one time who can multitask do better at that game because it's just like, okay, nope, I'm taking this one, but I believe in this one for that. And I'm going to be able to work on that pattern in a second and I'll come back to this. So it is very thinky in that way, but it, it's not very interactive. So if you're, if you're somebody who needs that, then, you know, you might pass on this, but if you just want a good puzzle and especially a good uh, entertaining solo game, that's, that's quick and, and um, thinky, this might be your thing. So, is this a game I should get for my wife for me and her to play? I guess I would say I think that Missy would really enjoy the puzzle of it. Yeah. It would just be whether you would enjoy playing it with her. Hmm. He gets over that, though. You play, you yeah. still playing the best game from 2019. <sighs> the best, best two-player game. The, the best, best uh, yes. The, the best game about wildlife. The best game. That's right. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Why are we together again? All right. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Well, good. Uh, I mean, well, I might, you know, I'm always interested to hear the hype or, you know, play the, the games that are. Yeah. And I, I've okay, heard a lot yeah. about that one. And I've been wanting I mean, I can't to imagine, at least try it out. Yeah. And I can't imagine the price point being all that high. No, it's not no. at all. I think yeah. uh, MSRP is like 40 bucks. And uh, like I said, it's a small box. Mm -hmm. It's like I said, it to me, it's really made to solo because it's just you've got the tiles. But other than that, you got your player board and the, and the tiles are nice and chunky because your player board is, is a two layer board. So you okay. have. You have some stuff on the side that you're building huh. on. So. All right. Well, Richie, what about you? I hear you got a little expansion to talk about. I did. I picked up uh, the Seven Wonders Duel, the, the second expansion for it, which is Agora. And I'm actually curious, because I, I think you played this with Missy as well, and I'm, uh -huh. I'm curious how she felt about it, because, man, does it make the game mean, mm -hmm. which I like. And <laughs> I actually uh, got to play it. I picked up a physical copy, but I got to play it online with Tim Alvarez from our Slack group. And... Uh, we, we tried it out uh, a couple weeks ago, and the, the cool thing about it is that it adds a Senate board to the game. And the Senate board is made up of three different sections, and then there's chambers within, within each section, and then it also adds senators. So there's two types of senators. There's politician senators and then conspirators. And when you uh, draft the politician senator, you get to do one of two actions. You can either place an influence cube in a chamber, or you can move an influence cube. So when you place an influence cube, each chamber has uh, these little decree tokens that you put out at the beginning of the game. Some of them are face up, uh, some of them are face down, uh, but they provide a special ability to whoever controls that particular chamber. So there's some cool ones in there. Some that just you know just will give you 
military. There are some that uh, will give you more money when you're discarding cards for money. Different things like that. Whoever controls that chamber, they'll put their cube in their little spot for it, and then they get that the power of that decree. If there's a tie in that chamber, then no one gets that special power. Uh, so you're going to be moving these around. And the other reason you want to move them around is that now that there are, there are victory points on each chamber, and if the game ends uh, without someone just instant winning, uh, then you can get victory points on whoever controls each of those chambers. Uh, the other thing that it adds now with those uh, it influence cubes is that if anyone has control of all six chambers, they can win through a political win. Cool. As so there's well. a new end game condition. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Awesome. So it adds that. Now this is the the, the other center the the conspirators, I'm curious if Missy liked at all. They are the two options that you have with them. You can place a uh, influence cube in any chamber of your choice, or you can grab a conspiracy card, which are super mean. Uh, when I played with Tim, I had one that allowed me to steal one of his wonders that he hadn't built. Uh, later on in that game, he got one that destroyed one of my wonders that I had built. <laughs> and uh, I think I think uh, Clef had played with another mean one too, but they're all mean. They'll they'll mess with your opponent. But yeah, it, it brings that into the game as well. Like I said, I I really enjoyed it just because it makes the game. I mean, it's just a lot more interesting, and you really have to worry about your opponent mm-hmm. during the game. Whereas in the base game, I mean, there's going to be a point where you don't really have a choice. You know what card you have to take. Uh, where this kind of mixes up with those conspiracies that you can trigger. Uh, as as a free action on your turn. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot better than the original expansion, uh, which added the gods and all that. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't think I'll ever play with that again. I think I would just play with this mixed in. Okay. And then if I'm playing with someone who doesn't like to play mean games, I would just take it out but yeah. and play base. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I really liked the new Senate things to get those you know those special powers you know i actually kind of like the fact that the pyramids are even like bigger where you're drafting from yeah so yeah a yeah. little bit uh more as far as those conspiracy cards so i you know i i kind of learned the game real quick and it was like right before we were ready to play mm-hmm. and so i sat missy down explained everything and i said yeah and then there's these these cards here and you can get them and they've got some powers and i really didn't look at them all that hard <laughs> and the first time i took one i took two cards and i looked at them and one was like literally like steal a brown or gray card from your opponent. Oof. Okay. And the other one was just as mean. And I looked at those things and I was like, if I play one of these on my wife, she is, my marriage may be over. <laughs> so I got it. I put it face down and I didn't even yeah, activate didn't it. Trigger it. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to play this game. Like that card makes no difference. Uh, yeah. And we discussed it afterwards. I, I think we really will enjoy, we can just play with the, the chamber part. Yeah, and then just if you get a you know one of the you know the conspiracy senators, mm-hmm. you know we'll just say well you got to put a cube out anywhere you want to or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because boy, those cards they are mean. They're mean. I mean, now I'm all up for you know, man, me, Richie, me, yeah. you want to sit and yeah. play a game? I'm ready to destroy you. I'm all for them. So I, I think they're cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's good expansion though. Yeah, they did a good job. It brought back life to the game for me. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna be busting out more. I'm really excited. So now, would you play this? Did you say you'd play it with that and the other expansion, or did you? You know, I know Clef, you really like the first expansion. What's what's it called? The uh, Pantheon. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pantheon? So, would you play it with Pantheon? Did you well, play with Pantheon? I'll tell you this much. I mean, I enjoyed Pantheon. I think when it first came out because it was a little bit different. But after a while, I stopped playing with Pantheon and just kind of went back to the base game. So it didn't. There was something about it that just never really clicked great with me. Okay. So, um, and not enough where I sold it. I mean, plus, I mean, it's obviously a fairly cheap expansion. Yeah. Much of it. But um, I've kept it. 
Um, but I'm I'm very happy that this new one seems like it's something I'm going to really want to always play with. You know, if if uh, if I have the right person to play it with. To be honest with you, I didn't even look to see if you could play with both of them. It you would could. feel. Oh, you could. You okay. Could. There was a thing in there that said, yeah, exactly how to do it mm. if you play with both. Of yeah, them. Yeah, I don't know. That would it would feel tacked on to me at that point if I threw in that first expansion with it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think my favorite thing about it is is adding that new win condition because yes. there's a new thing for you to have to yeah. worry about. Yeah, that sounds that uh, sounds like my favorite. And I part was. Too. Uh, in the game that I was playing with Missy, I was really pressuring military and I was pressuring the political and she was kind of having a fight against it. But as she was doing that, she was slowly just grabbing science cards and I wasn't paying much attention. Mm-hmm. And boom, all of a sudden, third round, she won by science victory because I was Ooh. really trying to press those other two. So that was really cool how there was like, yeah. uh, you know, a really give good give and take in that game. So, yeah. Yeah, they did a good job with it. Right. Now, is this the is this the original designers of the game? Do you know? Yeah, uh, Bruno Cathala and Antoine Balzac. Yeah, cool. Right. Very cool. Well, Clef, what about you? I know you've been playing games like a madman. Uh, well, I have, and I, you know, I, I was going to talk about something, but I'm going to throw you guys a curveball and talk about something else. <laughs> All right. Style of blue. Whoa. Because I, th- I thought about it. Improv. And uh, something else that just came out that I got to play, I've gotten to play it a few times already that I really am enjoying. And that is a sequel, sort of say, and number two, which is Shot and Totten Two. Oh, okay. Wow. So I that's know, yeah. I saw that. I saw it up for pre-order, but okay. I didn't actually look into it, so I'm um, excited to hear it. My wife loves Shot and Totten. For mm. one thing, she beats me every single time, so that's probably why she likes it. But um, and I like Shot and Totten the Wasso. It's a, it's a really fun little. Uh, you have a bunch of wall or you know i don't stones or whatever and you're trying to win certain number of stones and it's just a you put three cards on a side and if you have the best hand you win the stone type of thing right so but after a while it became a little bit you know it's it's also called uh battle line right yeah Reiner okay Canizia yep did the exactly line yep. Version. yep um but it you know it, it's good but it kind of i felt it needed something a little different or whatever and, and lo and behold shot and totten 2 came out and i was like okay and i thought well let's see what you know is it really gonna be all that much different well, I'll tell you, first of all, the game, how it starts off with is one person chooses to be the attacker and one player chooses to be the defender. Okay. Now, first of all, the biggest difference is when you are the defender, you don't ever win segments of the wall like you used to, you know, in the base game where you're both trying to win pieces is the defender. You're just trying to stop the attacker from ever winning a section of the wall. Okay. And obviously, as the attacker, you're trying to win a section of the wall and be able to prove, hey, there's no way that you can now beat this piece of the wall. And if you ever do that as the attacker, if you win a piece of the wall, it flips over. And then as the attacker, you can either win by taking four pieces of the wall or taking the same piece of wall twice. And what happens is, is if you win a wall, it actually flips over. And the other main big difference in this Shot and Totten 2 is that the wall has different number of cards that you play to each section. So in the original game, it was three on three every single time, three cards. In this one, you have ones that only have two cards. You'll have ones that have three cards, and you have ones that have four cards. So there's And sometimes they'll even have a little thing on them that will be like a plus or a minus, and it'll be like only some will win this total, as opposed to no straights or flushes or anything like that, or it'll have like a little negative, and it's like the least some will win this one. So excellent, excellent job. I mean, I feel like they really did something completely different 
that still was the exact same type of game in the shot and totten world. And I really enjoyed it. I've played both the defender and the attacker, and it definitely gives you a really different feel playing both versions, but uh, you know, both sides, but excellent. I would definitely, if you liked shot and totten, there is no way in the world you shouldn't pick up shot and totten too. Cool. Well, and this one, it looks like it's by Reiner Canizia too. So he's, he, you know, he re he reiterated on his design for this one, which is cool. So Chad, I, I hear we got a, we got a Kickstarter corner to talk about. Heck yeah, we do. I haven't done that in a while. What, I know. What, well, that's what why we're we doing it. we dusted off the, the cobwebs music. for it again? I yeah. I got to find that file again. Woo. We might be listening right. to the Seinfeld knockoff song again. <laughs> yeah, we're making Richie no, work. No, do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with Kickstarter Corner today, we're going to be talking about one of our favorite uh, Italian designers, or that Italian designers group, I should say. Uh, it's Simone Luciani and uh, Nestore Mangone. Uh, I think they did Newton together, actually. I could be wrong about that, but I, I know Mangone was at least one of the ones that did Newton. Uh, but uh Paolo Vodo is the artist on this one, and it's through Thundergriff, which I haven't uh, I haven't seen uh, Luciani do uh, any of his games through them, but it's a Kickstarter with Thundergriff games. And uh, this one's called Darwin's Journey. You probably have heard a lot about it, but I had to talk about it because I'm definitely kickstarting this because it is a it's it's I think right up my alley. Darwin's Journey is a worker placement game that's played over five rounds. And the cool thing about this one, right? Because you you're Charles Darwin. You're you're making your way through these islands. Uh, supposedly, I think the Galapagos Islands, you know, and discovering the the theories that led you to evolution. Basically, uh, I think you know it's interesting. A lot of their that group of designers, a lot of their stuff has been based in education lately. With whether it's Newton or alma mater. Uh, so it, it's very interesting. But what you're doing or what is is interesting in this game is you have workers and you're sort of upgrading those workers. Those workers can only go to certain spaces. You are acquiring knowledge, basically, that let them go to different spots and open up different abilities. So if you like those games where the workers are very specific and they can only do certain things or have certain abilities, this is kind of one of those ones that you should take a look at. Uh, it really looks like it has a lot of um, combo-tastic kind of feel to it. You know, a lot of combos to sort of unlock. And and as you go throughout the rounds, because you're unlocking things, because you're getting more and more abilities and sort of sending yourself down a certain road, you are there's a lot of, of sense of escalating gameplay from what I've seen there. So it's it's really... it's. Right up my alley, I think it's a, it's a fascinating worker placement game in that way. Uh, I I can't tell as of yet how much there is to get in the way of each other, you know, other than the worker placement spots themselves. But again, somebody has to research for some of the spots to get opened and uh, those kinds of things. So that's that's interesting. And you are moving your boat along. I think it's called the Beagle, right? The Beagle gets moved along, and uh, and you can. You can get different workers as you go, so and and get to different islands, but it's a it's a really interesting game. So basically, the campaign is going to be going on. I think uh, for two more weeks. I think when this episode drops, it seems like the uh, price uh, is 
about 57 American, 56 or 57 American for the base game, and then 86 for the deluxe version, which has some some nice stuff to it, it looks like. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, actually, that they design a, a co-op variant where you uh, you play against intelligent design, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> But anyway, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, really excited, uh, I'm really excited for this one, so I'd say check it out. So uh, serious question here. Do you think that they are using Thundergriff because they don't want to use Cranio because of all the problems? Yes. So that is exactly what my first thought, too, because Luciani, his his uh, home company is Cranio. And that's what mm-hmm. I thought, because they've had I mean, I, I don't think they have a lot of trust in the public eye with Cranio because of all the the poor uh, production with Barrage, as great of a game as it is, and even the second time around sending out replacements, they didn't do right by the customers, yeah. which is really disappointing. So I think, I, I don't know if they don't feel they have the infrastructure or they know that they don't have the public's trust, and so they're going through Thundergriff for this. Probably. I know uh, Game Salute had to do that with Everdell because they're Starling games now. Right, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. Hmm, interesting. So it's always interesting to think about those things, but I, I think... Thundergriff has a good track record, and so they'll go about this the right way. If you like those kinds of things, you like uh, some of the designers we like, at least have a look at it. There's plenty of content creation out there for this game already, so you can kind of tell if you like it. Awesome. All right. Well, Chad, I hope you're you're ready to announce a new patron. I hope it's easier than the last one. I, I think it is. I think you can handle this I one. I think okay. you might be able to get this <laughs> okay, one. Okay, all right. Oh, look, it is... Richard Wilson. Richard. No, no. Richard Wilson. <laughs> it's French. Wilson. Was that French? Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Uh, they just like pursed their like teeth Creole together. together. Or... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think uh, it's a Richard, thank you so much for contributing. As as we always say, and we always mean it, it really does mean a lot. Any any little bit that anybody contributes to the podcast and we understand for those that cannot we totally get it um we love it when you give reviews and uh likes and and uh, forward on the podcast and retweet all those good things so we appreciate you nonetheless but richard and the rest of our patrons a very special thank you yeah thank you appreciate it very much richard here's a great time to hear a word from our sponsor hey punch bunch Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. Let's, Let's roll. roll. Five. Four. Four. You know, we didn't really even explain it. It's been a while here since we've oh, done a draft. Right. We should probably explain how the draft you, works. You would be the one And to I would that. be the yeah. one to do that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So How on, do we draft here at Punchboard Paradise, Richie? Uh, we'll see if I can remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on Punchboard Paradise, we like our list to be unique. So that's why we draft. It's going to be a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you're going to draft first in the second round. Uh, we just rolled off. I got a five. Well, actually, we should roll now. Nah, I'm good with my five. I'm good with my five. But two out of three, check. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So give us the draft order. All right, I am. I think I actually want. I'm going to go last. I'm. I'm. I'm pulling a, a clef here with wow. this list. Pulling a clef. Calling my loss. Wow. At the top. Wow. Whoa. Okay. So well, here's gonna, the thing. I'm going to draft a little differently. Here's the thing about this list. It requires you to not have liked a really good game. You know, like if you're right. getting drafted. So what happens is the those of us that were smart about these games from the beginning are actually losing <laughs> out, right? I just want to be clear about that. Can can I ask why you are looking at me so much when you are saying that? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go last. And I'm gonna give last. I'm gonna give Clef the the top spot here. Wow, Chad, you got the middle. Okay. Well, I mean, this is just a no brainer, easy one for me, and. You know, it's basically this is Chad's fault. So I mean, I'm okay to do this. But, I, I will say, yes, that there was some correlation to some of these games on my list. That with Chad's fault, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Chad. Okay. Uh, no, I mean this was this was just a uh, a little bit of a sleep deprivation uh chad watching a heavy cardboard run through of how to play age steam and just didn't realize that you put cubes on all cities to start the game with as opposed <laughs> to just two and so the first time i ever played age steam i was like what this is stupid this is so hard and, and i just had no desire to play it again i was just like this is this is just not a very good game and then luckily when i don't even know what happened for me to play it again i asked you we we all played it again i think the next play was a great play that i had it was a five player uh rust belt at uh, geek geekway to the west okay right oh that's right that okay yeah okay and i was like oh okay this game is i mean it's still very you know it can be very punishing but right. it's, it's obviously has uh, some interesting things to it so then i was like okay I'm, i like this a little bit more and then, obviously, as anybody who listens to anything with this podcast uh, here of recent, it has just blown up, and I've discovered that there's millions of different maps with different things going on, and it just has become one of my most, well, it has become my favorite game. And if you haven't listened to that episode, sorry, spoiler, but this is my number one. And But, you know, to start with, Age of Steam was not, I'm very glad that it ended up coming back into my gaming yes. world, because otherwise, yeah, I mean... Well, you'd have a lot more money, Richie. I would. I would. And but, the wife would probably be a little bit happier. Yeah, but, with but, that, we're, but we're happier whatever. with all the maps. We're fine. So, so anyway, yes. so my number one, Mr. Martin Wallace, Age of Steam. You know, I'm trying to save because Ben, we played, uh, we've been playing on Tabletop Simulator uh, every Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, you told me the story, and Ben, I apologize already for what I hear happened to you, but okay, go ahead. Uh, and we had five players, and uh, Jason was looking for suggestions for map, and I said, I just threw out Madagascar, because I have not been able to play Madagascar yet, and that's the one where it's all bad actions. Yeah, bad actions. All bad. You need to be a very experienced Age of Steam player to play that game. And that was Ben's third game, I yeah. believe. So play that maybe a little early to, th to be thrown into Madagascar. So I apologize because he's he's still on the fence on Age of yeah, Steam. Yeah, well, I, I saw his his uh, post that said 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out if this is a fun game. <laughs> so, well, now I know why, Ben. I am so sorry. Uh, although it is fun, like, when you, I mean, when you're experiencing it, being beat like that by the game is kind of fun. Agreed. Agreed. Once <laughs> but yes, once you're experienced. So I apologize, Ben. Yes, you. Yeah, you definitely want to play some nice lighter ones that have some fun rules before you kind of jump into the deep end and start playing these crazy rules. But all right. So yep. So anyways, that's my number one pick is Age of Steam. Chad, what's your number one pick my first pick i think is actually going to go to dominant species the first time i played this was really really early in my foray into modern board gaming coming back to it and uh our friend bryce showed me the game and it was a two-player game so that right there wasn't optimal for the game in my opinion and Mm. secondly uh, the place that i was at uh, you know, I was like, let's play Feld, let's play, you know, all these these Euros. And it, and then those cards came out, and I was like, and Bryce was great. You know, he's really good at teaching games. He did not, you know, he did not pull one over on me or anything like that. But as the cards came out, I was like, whoa, these are mean cards. Man, this is a mean game, you know. So I just mm-hmm. wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm at a different stage in my in in my gaming where I enjoy that now if everybody at the table knows what's going on and is told to pay attention to these and when they come out you got to be ready for certain ones that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, Chad Jensen's masterpiece Dominant Species is one that I grew to love over time and it's just a really great mix of worker placement and area control. It's a great it was actually on my list also because I similar to meet you uh, first time I ever played it was a two-player game, and it, the game just does not shine at two players. And um, and I just kind of forgot about it, didn't think much of it or whatever, and not too long ago got to play it at a full – well, maybe we played it at five. I can't remember, five or six, but in there, and that game shines at that spot. So excellent pick, Chad. So it was two-player just where you just each had one faction? Yep. Oh, yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, it was well. Don't play two player and each play faction has three, I mean, three as, species because that's even worse. If you can shove, you know, if you get that all shoved into your brain of controlling all of that, that would still at least be more enjoyable. How would you do having that multiple for your factions? First play, though? I, I no, 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 no. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> just, just don't do that. Just don't do that. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> play it at four, five, or six, preferably five or six. All right, all right, Richie. Well, you get the turn. All right. So my first one is going to be a game. A few of these on here I have bought and sold. Bought again. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, the first one's going to be Champions of Midgard. So this is one where I bought it. I played just the base game. And it was fine. It's It was felt a lot like Lords of Waterdeep, but with cool dice, essentially. And a lot of times you're, you're building up to get these pools of your, your Viking warriors, your dice pool. And then you, you sail them out, and then they just all die all that work that you did was for nothing and then that was it uh, but then they released uh, two expansions the dark mountain in uh, Valhalla and Valhalla was the one that turned me around when I saw it I, I was like okay I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I got it back through a trade and I uh, played it and when they die now they go to Valhalla and you at least get some tokens that you can use to spend to get more stuff so it just made it a way more enjoyable game uh, and it's back in the collection now so that is Champions of Midgard for my first pick. Hmm. I might have to try that one again because I, when I played that, I was not 
Yeah, I played it like once or twice, First and I was like, okay, this this can go. I mm-hmm. played it with the. I, I did not play it with the expansion, and uh, you know, I had the same problems with it. So I would I would totally be up for it because it might be a game that my family would like, and I could stomach it with the Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, right. so number two. My second pick, before I met you guys, I played uh, the group that I met with before. uh, uh, The guy introduced me to London, first edition. And we played it two-player, which it wasn't great. And there was a broken, um, I can't, the Omnibus. The Omnibus card in the original game was slightly broken, especially a two-player. If the person got a control of both of those, they could just ramp up their city and just blow out the other person. And that's what happened in our game. So (laughs) I really didn't like London when uh, Osprey Games re-released it. uh, Honestly, at that point, I think I had played Brass. uh, So I was just wanting to try all Martin Wallace games again and picked up London second edition. And I love it. It's one of my favorite little card games to bust out every once in a while. Uh, So, yeah. So that's my it's, second pick, London. It, it's so nice, so quick. You know, it's, right, it's exactly. Quick, you know, but yet has some meat on the bone. I, I agree yeah. with you. Good pick. I really like that, and I like the way that the they do tableau building in that game because it's just like it's not the way that a lot of other ones do because you don't want your tableau to get too big on you. So, mm-hmm. and I like how they replaced the board. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I mm-hmm. like that. That's gone now. Yeah, they did a good job with that. Very All right. cool. So that's my second pick, All right. London Second Edition. Chad, back to you for your second pick. Okay, well, for my second pick, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Power Grid. Actually, Um, when I first played this again, very early in my gaming career, and uh, there were a couple of things that happened in it. Uh, First of all, the auction was really boring because I was playing with. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was playing with people who didn't really know either, and we were going up $1 at a time over and over and over, around the table, around the mm-hmm. table. And the, the auction gets really long and boring that way, especially when you're playing at a high player count, too, So the, just because just the whole game goes long. And then when you get towards the end, you really have to be, you do have to be mathing. And I was still so busy kind of trying to figure out how the game was going and stuff. I felt really self-conscious. I felt very self-conscious about how the mathing, you know, how, how long I was right. taking to figure I things out. I can see out, that, yeah. You know? don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. For sure. and yeah. so And so I, you know, was just trying to move through uh, kind of by instinct, which doesn't really work for that game if, if you're playing against somebody that is mathing it out and mathing it out well. So it just turned me off. But now that I understand the game pretty well, that I understand auctions a little bit better and, uh, you know, can play with some people that have played the game before and, uh, you know, don't mind the, the mathiness of it and know what's going on a little bit better. I, I enjoy that game. I don't know if I'd say I'd love it, love it, but I enjoy that game, you know? Uh, so it, I've really turned around on it cause I used to <laughs> vehemently not like it at all. Hmm. Now, were you playing with open money? Yes, we were. See, I like playing with hidden money. Hmm. Okay, I've uh, never done that. Yeah, there's a there's a version um, that you like. They have cards that have the money on the cards. Oh, that's right. And so oh, you okay. just have the cards in your hand, and I like that better because no one can just look over and go, "Oh, that's how much they can pay," and still mm-hmm. do this or whatever. Yeah, that makes it, it makes it a little bit better. I can I see that because there was a lot of that in the game that we we played at first. So. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So Power Grid by Freedom and Frieza is my number two. All right. Well, my number two had a lot of death and a lot of pollution <laughs> in my first game <laughs> and yes. my second game. <laughs> and I was like, 
how would anybody like this game? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I am talking about uh, Splatter Spelling's Antiquity. Ah, uh, yes. Splatter Spelling, Yoris Versinga and Yeroon Dooman. Yeah. Um, and so the first time I played this game, wow. I just... I, I gave up, I think, against you, Chad. I just said, I give up. I, there's no way. <laughs> he did. He, he, he sort of stood up from the table and put his hands to his head and was like, I don't I don't really give up on games, but I, I, I'm yeah, done. I'm done. I mean, my entire city was graves. My uh, village was all pollution. And I'm like, what? I can't do anything. Um, so that, uh, yeah, I was like, this, no way. And uh, I came back to this uh, a year or so ago. And, you know, now this is one of my favorite, you know, splatter games. I, I love it. I love the challenge of it. I love, you know, trying to figure out how to put all those polyominoes into your city to put them together in the best way and then try to, you know, start, you know, getting the stuff without having your, your city all full of graves. It's still tough. And if you make a wrong move... You're done in that game, that's for sure. But. Punch, punch. He loves this game so much, Mr. I-don't-like-components geek-bitted it. So there you go. I, I geek-bitted it because it makes it more easier <laughs> it, to play it is necessary. the game. It is necessary. No, it is necessary in that one. If you're right. going to buy this, it is necessary. And it's necessary to find the edition because I, I bought, I think mine's the second edition. So it's the gigantic box. <laughs> yeah. yes. And instead of the tiddlywinks for the pollution, it's little skulls that you have to punch out. Ooh. Little skull oh, tokens that you get to punch oh, out. No. I, I still haven't finished punching it out. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for us to get have time so that you can just teach me on oh, your yes, copy. You still haven't got to play yeah. it yet. Huh? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, and all right. So that was my number two uh, antiquity. Great pick. So my number three. So when we say you know games that we didn't like at first and then we we grew to love. This number three, I will say, I grew to think it was still a good game, even since maybe it is not up to the standards of what I'm used to from Alexander Fister. So the game that I'm going to talk about here is Blackout Hong Kong. So the first time we played this, I mean, all Richie did was complain about the water going bad. <laughs> and it was certainly, when we all agree, it was not the best of a play. Whatever. No, just didn't the first play work. was bad. And I was like, oh, my God. Now, part of that was we were ready for the next, you know, Great Western Trail or the next Mombasa, you know, mm -hmm. and it just didn't quite live up to that. But after I said, OK, I just got to get back, get this back to the table. I got it and really realize. And I think Chad was the one who's saying, guys, you're 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 being a little hasty on this one. And as we played it a few more times, I think we all realized it's a good game. It is a very good game. It's just not up to maybe as good as, you know, some of his other games, but it's still in my collection. I still enjoy it. Um, you know, it's still a game that, you know, sure, I wish there was a few different things with it that maybe made it a little bit more interactive, but still a game that I enjoy. So I'm going to say a game that I didn't like to start with that I like a little bit better than you know when i first started to play it so maybe don't love it but you know like it a lot i think this is a great pick for you because every so often i will see that you've played it and uh you know I'll, I'll be like oh good you got that out again that's great you know yeah. and, and you and brian i think like to play that a lot together, yeah which is yeah good. I, I do like mm -hmm. it and honestly two player is the count that i like to play it at because there's not a lot of player interaction with it so it's two works just fine uh, and that way you're back and forth with you know going with your turns you're not having to wait a lot uh, at least for the most part, you know, I'm yeah. sure there were some things that are better at four, but for the most part, you know, I think it's fine at two. I've heard that from a lot of people that like the game is that two is their preferred. So, right. yeah, I think our, was our first game at four? 
Yes, it was. Yeah, it was long. I do remember yep. that. Yep. And if you want that Mombasa card play at a lower player count, then this is perfect because Mombasa yep. at two is not great. So No, yep. it is right. not. Nope, perfect. All right, back to you, Chad. Okay, well, I think we talk a lot about in this uh, in this draft about how plays, certain plays really affect a game for you. Um, and that is certainly the case with my next pick, I did not like this game because when it started out, we basically, we we drafted the cards, right? We drafted the cards for this game, and I had no idea what was valuable and what was not, and people were picking them, and I was so confused. Are so, you about to make a turn against what? the podcast? What? Okay, I don't know. I, I'm don't thinking know of a game that he's talking about, but okay. let's see here. Well, the game actually is Seasons by Little Oh, okay. Dude. No, you were good. Oh. I thought you were talking about Terraforming Mars at first. <laughs> no! I was like, he, he, first day back, Chad. And, we, <laughs> and I love Terraforming Mars. <laughs> Chad C's just pumping his fist. Yeah! <laughs> All right, so Seasons. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Seasons. It's published by Libelude, and it's designed by Regie Bonasse, I believe, is the uh, way to pronounce that. Hopefully, I apologize if it's not. But this is a two to four, but I, I like it at two. But it's a two to four card and dice drafting game, basically. And a lot of people say that it kind of does magic in uh, in some ways. And now I, I, I haven't played a lot of magic, so I can't speak to that. But anyway, the thing is, is that if you're experienced, it works great to draft your cards. If you know what you're looking for and how to find those combos, because that can be half the game. If you don't know what you're looking for and nobody teaches you that straight out of the gun and you're just grabbing cards and going, uh, uh, um, you can get whomped up on in this game because you don't know what combos you're looking for. So I had a really bad play of it. But then when I got to look back through the cards and played it with a few other people and played it at two player, I really, really enjoyed this game. Um, and I have the expansions and everything. It doesn't get to the table nearly as much as I'd like, but I, I still really enjoy Seasons. Yeah, I've still hung on to my copy. I've it hasn't hit the table in a long time, just because I don't know. Jessica's not crazy about it, but Knox keeps seeing the box in the the game rooms, and he keeps talking about it. So I'm I'm hanging on to it till I can actually teach him. I can't. I, I again, this is another name I won't pronounce well, but it's it's a uh, the artist I think is one name. It's Nyad or Nyadi or something like that. And again, I apologize, but that art and that that mm. that artist does stuff for Dixit as well. Oh. Yeah. That art is great stuff. I love that art. So for me, this this that would be the opposite for me because I liked Seasons the first few times I played it, and then one time I sat down and we played a four player game of it, oh. and I was ready to yeah. It was it was long, and it was just people. It was just bad. I, this is going on way too long for me to say. Just became a game that I just did not find enjoyable, and so I ended up getting rid of my copy. Yeah. yeah, I love the dice though. Oh Beautiful my gosh, dice. they're great yeah. dice. They're Richie dice, dice right? Yeah. yeah, perfect dice. All right, Richie, give us your turn again. All right, so for my third pick, uh, me and Chad played this at PretzCon. I think it was like one of the first games that we played together, oh. and you won, Chad, with twenty-four points. I won with twenty points, and those were both terrible scores. But <laughs> <laughs> Clef retaught me this game. I think last year. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> with Josh. <laughs> and that is Lagranha, and I I had sold it. Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I sold it because it, it, I think our play was a little bit of a slog because we were trying to figure things out, and uh, but 
uh, once I relearned the game and it, it's come back into the collection, now I got it back through trade and I love it. I'm glad it's on uh, Board Game Arena now and Yakata and uh, plays great on both of those sites. Uh, yeah, Lagrano. Yeah. I just, uh, we actually played a three player game of that on uh, Saturday night and the final score was 72 to 71 to 71. It was a good, good game. Yeah. Wow. wow. It's, that's, that's fun. Yeah. 24. <laughs> 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 Why do I feel like no matter who votes on this one, I'm just going to lose no matter what? Uh, oh, too good. All right, Richie, what's your last one? And then my my last one's a little bit of a cheat because it wasn't this game itself that I hate it to begin with. It was another game that is like this game that made it where I didn't want to try this game. I didn't want to play it. Chronicles of Crime is the game that I'm picking. The game that I played that I, I was like, I, I really just have no interest in these types of games is the uh, Sherlock Holmes detective consultant or whatever that's called. Oh, that yeah. it's called? oh that thing's terrible. Yep, okay, yeah. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> and the hype, because I had bought that, uh, you know, when the hype was huge on it, I had bought it. And it's like, no, no one wants to sit around and read a newspaper for an hour. Mm, that's no. why there's no newspapers anymore. No. It's not fun. <laughs> It's it's, it's Sherlock a, Holmes consulting detective. Not only a, a bad game, but ruined newspapers. <laughs> and then you you spend an hour reading the newspaper, and then a, a, a fictional jerk tells you that you're an idiot and tells you how to solve the the crime himself. So, yeah, this, so that kind of put me off the whole you know deductive okay, okay, mystery but thing. But you came into this, so I finally gave Chronicles of Crime a chance. And it's fantastic because the the app integration works so well. And the the main gimmick is, you know, whoever's looking at the crime scene is describing what they're seeing. So we're not digging through a newspaper for an hour. You know, if there's a bloody glove on there, you, you'll say that out. And the other people have to remember this stuff and try to keep keep that all together. And that's just fun. And there's going to be th- things that are missed, you know, whatever. There's some th- some things that people just don't see. And it's like well, I, when someone goes back to that same crime scene, it's like, I don't know why you didn't bring this up. <laughs> why didn't you talk about, you know, the dead body in the corner? <laughs> so uh, it's a fun game. It's one that uh, they just had a Kickstarter where they had three more packs come out that I haven't picked up yet. But I've played the, the other packs that have been out. And it's very enjoyable, especially uh, as a couple's game. Uh, so I would definitely recommend Chronicles of Crime. Do you think this would be something Missy and I would enjoy? Uh, you might she actually. Likes it's detective type of yeah, thing. yeah. Because I think there's so. some deduction element to okay. it too. I think yeah. a little bit. I almost picked up one of those unlock games the other day for mm-hmm. or you know over the holidays for Missy and I maybe to play or whatever together. But then the only unlock games they had were Star Wars unlock games, and I was like, well, she's not going to want to play a Star Wars. One, she so. might get into the puzzle mm-hmm. of it. The, the, that would be I. Personally, I think that would be the best entry point because it is it holds your hand pretty well throughout. And it yes, it's in the Star Wars universe, but you don't need to know anything about Star Wars. It's more the, it's more the puzzles, you know. But mm. you don't. Some of those can make you feel pretty stupid if you jump in. I think and uh, mm. and don't know what's going on. So okay. that might be something to try. But I will also second the Chronicles of Crime. Yeah, I think you guys would actually you enjoy might that. Have to try that yeah. then. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's my last pick, Chronicles of Crime. That was a good one. What do you got for your last one, Chad? Make it a goodie. I, I don't know if... I, so, I want to say this. I don't know if you guys are going to be surprised or not. And I I don't... Everything e- you say surprises <laughs> me, Chad. <laughs> 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 uh, so, this, there's some question as to whether this is a board game. But hey, it's on Board Game Geek. So, I'm going to say it. My pick is Crokinole. I am getting a board oh, in no. the next couple weeks. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think 
Things have changed since we've been gone. <laughs> Man, that vaccine maybe did a little more to him. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't feel... Okay, so I don't know what to say, but it, it seems like it's a board game, right? I mean, it, it's on the table. But here's the thing, right? This feels mm-hmm. like I don't have a dartboard. I used to have a dartboard growing up. I used to have a pool table growing up. Yeah. This When I'm in the mood to do something like that and be like, oh, you made that shot. Oh, my God. You know, that's what this feels like. Now... I don't know. Is it? A, I don't know. Is it a board game? Is it not? It sits on your table. It's a. It's a game. It's a game. It's a, it's a game. game. Right. It's on board game geek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a game. So, I. I don't know. I really I, like Crokinole. Not so much that. I, not so much that I'm going to play an all day tournament. If I go to a, a board game, you know, if I go to a board game <laughs> convention, I want to do something else probably. But to have it at home on right. my table with my family and or or some friends that come over and play card game of pitch or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that, we yeah. have a great time. Sure. Yeah. And okay. I, I have a friend who actually he builds those uh, those those uh, cornhole games. He makes the, uh, the, yeah. the things for him, right? And I go, dude, because he's he's making some money doing it. I go, dude, you should really make crokinole boards. He's like, what? What's crokinole? And I showed him. He's like, oh my god! Two days later, he's <laughs> making them. Yeah, really? he's already nice. making. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Okay. So, all right. So anyway, I I know I shock you every time, but. I, I don't know if it's a board game or not. It's on Board I, Game Geek, though, I, I and I enjoy pick. it for um, what it is. Well, you may always you always say the designer of every game. So who's the designer of Crokinole, Chet? Bimbop Boof. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, too good. All right. Okay. Well, I got the last pick. So my last pick, I'm going to go with a game that when I first played it, I was like, ah, I don't like it. And then there was parts of it I didn't like a lot. And then I played it again, and I was like, okay, I like some more of this, and I, and I really like this part. So can I pick a game that I didn't wasn't sure I really liked that I'm still not really sure if I like? <laughs> I don't know about Sure. That. I mean, that you're I'm in a better still... spot with it now than you were when you started? Yeah. I'm, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, then, yeah. <laughs> the, the expansions have made some, some interesting changes to it. Okay. But... I still cannot decide if I like this game or not, but I like it it better than I liked it at first, and that is going to be Tricarion. Oh. I I don't know. What is happening? I cannot figure out if I like this game or not. I mean, I love the, you know, you have the certain action points that you get from workers. I think that's so phenomenal. But then, obviously, as we've talked about before, I don't like the the arena or the uh, the theater with the tricks you know i wish there was something better with that mm-hmm. but the exp- you know so of course then they've i don't even know if they call it an expansion anymore the um dark alley, dark alley. is just kind of part of the game yeah. now but first time i played it we didn't have that so that helps you kind of do a little bit of a deck building aspect to it and anyway so I, I don't know. Maybe if we did this in a, in a year of games that you used to like that you don't like anymore, maybe Tricarion will be on that list. I don't know. But I'm going to pick number four as Tricarion. I believe it's like an illusion, illusion. Legends of Illusion. Hmm. Uh, it's by Mind Clash Games. And uh, Victor, Peter, and I think Richard Amon. That, yeah. Those guys, they might have done Crokinole too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good pick because before I started sinking all my board game funds into Age of Steam maps, there was a point where I threw Tricarion in a cart, and I almost bought it. And they're like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Why you don't you, doing? you don't even like this game?" <laughs> and but I love the theme, and I do like the worker placement. It's just every time I play it, 
we look up and it's like six hours has gone by. Right. And I don't know why why it took six hours. Right. It doesn't feel like it took six. I don't yeah, know. You remember the game that we played together? With, yeah. With Dan. With Dan. It was, yeah. It was. It was fun, but fun, but yet, way it, it yeah. outstayed its welcome at the same know. time. Huh. I don't know. Strange, but anyway. So I, I don't know. Throw it on the list. Tricarion. All right. Here we go. All right. All right, real quick here, I'll roll. So, Richie, Champions of Midgard, London 2nd Edition, La Granja, and Chronicles of Crime. Chad had Dominant Species, Power Grid, Seasons, and Crokinole. And I had Age of Steam, Antiquity, Blackout Hong Kong, and Tricarion. Any quick honorable mentions of anything? I mean, I know for me, Food Chain would I would say Food Chain would have been an easy yep. pick for me, um, but I, I, I did not throw it on the list. I had... Uh, this would have been a, a container was another one that my first play wasn't great, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed that my my second play of it. But I've only gotten the two plays of it, so sure, so not yeah. So, so who knows? Okay. The third play might stink too. Mm-hmm. I would say um, Twilight Struggle. Yeah, I had it on my list too. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so that was one I thought about uh, because I I enjoyed that. My first play obviously was like with somebody who just really wanted to teach the game and didn't want to teach me, and then just annihilated me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, and then. I actually put down War of the Ring. Um, the reason being is because I, I got Rebellion and kind of wanted to play that with Finn. And I kind of, we've been playing more war game-ish stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't feel like, when I first played that game, I was like, God, there's all these special rules. Like, what what am I going to do mm-hmm. with all these special rules? And now it doesn't feel as daunting anymore. You sure. know? Yeah, yeah. Sure. And I, of course, I like the subject matter a lot. So mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of people's favorite game. So... I think I like War of the Ring better than I used to. I thought about putting that on the list. I've only had the one play of it though, but I it, but that would be more of a game that I wasn't like I was never planning on playing it. Someone put it in front of me, so you know, yeah, more I just didn't have any interest in it to it begin not with. Not as bad when you yeah. play it. Yeah, uh, I had a couple that uh, Pulsar twenty eight forty nine. You know, the first time we played it, I was like, ah, oh, there's just not enough actions, mm-hmm. you know. And then as you kind of figured it out, it was a little bit better. You know, I enjoyed yeah. it more. Um, and then the other, um, now I enjoyed this the first time we played it. I mean, I know Chad hated it, but I think it has continued to grow. And, you know, so I liked it at first, but I really grew to love it would be having a nail. I mean, oh, first yeah. time you play Heaven and Ale, yeah, yeah. it can be a little bit of a, oh boy, I'm you not You bought a copy, it. though, didn't you? So. No, I had a co- I was one of the first to have a copy, and I thought about selling it, but I, I don't hate it. I just hated that I actually, the first three plays, like, I I did the best I did at that game the first time I played <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> That's what I hated. Uh, uh. At least you didn't have a bunch of graves all over. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there is the draft of games that we didn't like at first that we grew to love. And that'll be up uh, in a poll on our Board Game Geek page, uh, Guild 3227. So you can go there when this episode drops and vote on, I don't know, whatever you want to call the best, uh, you know, whatever whatever way you're thinking of it, either the people were too dumb because they didn't like it in the first place or they're great for liking the game now. I don't know. But you can go ahead and vote there. Twenty twenty one, we have arrived, and now it is time, guys, to make some resolutions. 
So to start this off with, let's see if Chad actually can make say, some resolutions. We're going to make Chad go first, and you actually That's have to give I a resolution. I didn't even know we were doing this. <laughs> what? I didn't remember that part. Right. Oh my goodness! All right, all right. Well, well we, you know what? We'll we'll save him for last. How about that? All right, we can save him for last. That way, you can. Yeah. All right. All right. Give him time. All right. You have to come up with one I, this year. I'm going to look. I'm, I got my pen out. All right. All right, all right, all right. Inspire me, guys. Okay, well, I'm going to start. And for me, the first thing that it kind of came to mind for me is I play a lot of games with my two older boys. You know, mostly Mm -hmm. Mason, but I mean, I play, you know, a lot of games with them. And unfortunately, just with how they've been able to play with me, I have not gotten a lot of time to spend playing time with my daughters, Mm -hmm. so who are a little bit younger, but they're certainly more than capable of playing board games, and we've played games together. So my first challenge for myself is basically I am going to play at least 20 games with each of my daughters uh, for the upcoming year. Yep, that's kind of what I want to do. You know, and I told them, hey, these are going to be like real games. We're not going to be playing, you know, uh, Go Fish or something like that. You know, we're going to play an actual good game and then um, you're playing gmt game <laughs> of course i kind of got the you know so i said okay i'll tell you what i'm going to give you each 20 tickets that get you out of doing dishes for a night that i will do for there you, you if you play a board game with me and then they were all in they were like yes that's the most awesome thing so <laughs> i was like all right that's got to be a win-win except for i'm gonna have to do some dishes nights but you know I all right. so that's my first one i like it uh my second one i just i i I always like to do this, and I picked a certain number of games um, that are games that maybe I haven't played a lot of hmm. through the course of the past you know, year or two. And I said, okay, if I don't play these games over the course of the next year, maybe I should be looking at, you know, maybe these are not ones that should be in my collection because if they're yep. not getting yep. played, then maybe they don't need to be here. So I just kind of went with, a, you know, place games that are not necessarily being played a lot. And yeah, really, that's I think those are the big two that I'm I'm looking at, at trying to do. Uh, certainly not going to try to do anything crazy with new plays or anything again this year. Figure you know, kind of failed at that last year. I don't fail again. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the daughter one is really my biggest one that I, yeah, I'm nice. trying to, to work like on. So yeah, yeah. Very All right, cool. Richie, what do you got? All right, my first one is just a continuation of last year. So I got rid of 187 games. There are 35 games left on the sell shelf. And if we get to the end of the year and they're still there, they're just gone. I'm going to give Goodwill. them away. Goodwill. Take them to the Goodwill, whatever. They're just okay. they're leaving the house. Gone. Yeah, right. they're just sitting on the shelf taking up space. Uh, so that's the first one. Uh, they'll be really easy because at the end of the year, they're just going to be gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my other one, I'm going to take a page out of uh, Joe Farrell's book. And I'm going to get 100 plays of Age of Steam. Oh my I'm God! In <laughs> with you, <laughs> we got the we got the weekly online uh, Age of Steam, so that's going to help out. And then we're either going to Age of Steam Con or holding our own Age of Steam Con, or both, or both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I want to I want a hundred plays, and I want to get through my maps. Wow. So hundred plays of Age of Steam. At first, I said seventy five, but then I was like, Joe Farrell put a hundred of Gaia Project. Yeah, so I, yeah, I can't just can't come just out with a seventy five. Yeah, honestly, so I, you got to do the hundred and one. You got to do a hundred and one you know games of Age of Steam. A hundred and one. There it is. You, you right. sold me. <laughs> <laughs> I know Chad's shaking his head because that's not good for the podcast. But <laughs> I mean, Age of Steam podcast. 
That might be a little offshoot. All right. Maybe with me and Richie, me yeah. and you. And, Ten uh, minute podcast get, where we, we go get, over yeah. a map. <laughs> That's right. That could be a segment. It's time for the, but if it is, I will. I'll, here, here's what Ooh, I'll allow. It, you it, allow us to do a segment of Age of Steam every Only episode? if Richie wears a conductor hat. Then you can no, have an Age of Steam. I, 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 I think I'm, that's I'm, worth I'm, it, Richie. It is worth it. I'll take it. I think it's worth it. <laughs> so those are my two. All right. Chad, like you have had time. What do you got? Well, here. So. This is from, uh, this is kind of inspired by Philip Millman. I liked it so much. I'm co-opting it from him. He's uh, one of the admins of the board game group on Facebook, and he's he's the gaming rabbi, basically, for Heavy Cardboard. He does a lot of stuff. He also has a podcast. Um, but uh, we, he, he had uh, train games on there. So I'm going to put, I want to play at least, 101, yeah, 101 train games. No, no, train no, games. Not 101. <laughs> yeah. Not even close. I'm playing... I'm playing 15 train games. Age of Steam falls into that, but but seven of these have to be 18xx. So seven of the 15 have to be 18xx. So you're saying in just individual train games. Yep. So you can't play Age of Steam 15 times. No, not just. Well, they have to I'm be gonna, different ones. Eight, gonna, I could play up to eight Age of Steam, and then seven have to be 18xx. Oh, okay. oh so it could okay. be eight Age of Steam, and yeah. then you could play seven 1846, and you would yeah. accomplish your goal. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Or, or Chesapeake. Yeah, I thought you were first saying up. you had to play 15 different. You need. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I'm just saying. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. So that's one of them. All right, then, I like it. Then I'm going to do three 10 by 10s. I haven't picked which ones yet, but three 10 by 10s of my top five, which Age of Steam could be one of those. It, I could probably well, really yeah, yeah, help hey, you here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do 10 of my as of right now Shelf of Shame games, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, a couple of PAX games would be on there, a BIOS game, or, uh, you know, a BIOS Origins game, a, uh, oh gosh, what's that one? Shoot, uh, what's the mega one? fauna? No, not no. that. It's the one where you, it's a it's a it's a chit pulling game, and it's the quacks. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's like dudes on a map, and it's a chit pulling game, and it's like fantasy warriors. We always talk Mage about Knight? playing it, and we never do. Oh, no. it's it's got the. I always confuse it with the the pandemic like cooperative yeah, it's game, that, but it's not that. Like, God, what is that game? gonna bother me sorry uh hyper hi- yes hyperborea yeah hyperborea there we go so that's <clears throat> hyperborea is on there okay. uh, there are a few other ones anyway that that i gotta get All to right. 10 of those okay and then uh richie you inspired me um and i've been doing a better job of this this last year but I, i'm definitely gonna get a get rid of at least 30 games at least 30 big box games so. nice all right so there you go some right. good some good resolution perfect i like it all right uh and hey, we're gonna. That's the other thing we'll do. We're gonna put up a page on our guild, um, and you can talk about your resolutions for the year too. Once you once you listen to the podcast, we'd love that. Oh yeah, I'd love to hear that. Definitely. So yeah, join us. Join us there. Well, guys, I think we have some pretty good resolutions and yeah. uh, lots to look forward to this year. Yeah, I'm gonna be positive. I think we can be positive. It's, love it. It's can't be, yeah, I love can't it. Can't be worse, right? Yeah. No. It's no. Good, it's good getting not. back together here. <laughs> yeah. This. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's play some games. Sounds good. All right. Well, listen, Punch Punch, please be good to yourselves and be good to each other. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise.
Here we go. Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming. Yeah, give me the. I was on it, and my brain. It, it, it's 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 underneath down there. No, there's a. Nope. Nope. Keep going. At least put that yeah. at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, no.